Welcome to The Cloaked. We are a collective of inquiring minds seeking answers to mysteries both past and present. Join us on our journey to discover that which remains hidden. And now, on with the show. Um, oh, all right, man. This was a... This was a a strange yes. story to say the least i mean i had heard about these uh these triplets uh, a while back actually when i had heard about the uh the uh, the documentary and then um hoffman uh, brought it up again and i was like oh yeah man we, we should talk about this one this is a good one and i had kind of heard about it you know i thought you know it was like the uh strange and and you know very awesome thing that these brothers found each other um and then i remember cnn because it's a cnn documentary was a uh, was advertising it it was like a, this documentary they had done and i thought oh well there must be more to this story right i mean if they're advertising it and then the way the trailer you know, put it out, and I was like, oh, shit, you know. I don't know what to expect. Yeah, you kind of don't know what to expect, and I was like, well, it must be interesting, and yeah. more, there's more than what we know. There's more than what the people know of what they initially knew back in the day. More. Oh, yeah. More. It's not just the twins themselves, and just to be honest, man, I'll give it up, man, I'm a twin, and this shit <laughs> hit home. like Right? big time dude like it's like okay do i have another one dude like you know were we meant to be you know right (laughs) (laughs) you never know yeah i mean yeah it's also true i can imagine just like not knowing you had your twin brother right and then finding out like you had two others other brothers yeah yeah, definitely. I mean, I don't want to say anything about that, but you definitely bring a unique perspective (laughs) on that. But let's uh let's start it off. I I'm your host, White Out. It's Pandora. I am Sai. And today we'll be discussing the three identical strangers. Now, this is a one, it's a fascinating story to say the least. And there is a documentary on Hulu that I strongly recommend for you listeners out there. And it is fascinating. I mean, if you have not seen it, I recommend you stop this episode, watch it, and then come back and listen to us. Uh, because this is what we're going to talk about is we're going to dissect the whole thing uh, in its entirety because it is fascinating and strange and upsetting at the same time. This all of, uh, involves three strangers with a very unique story and it takes place. Where at, should you start? <laughs> well, it's kind of like, where do we start? So okay. it starts off with Bobby, right? Shafran. Mm-hmm. Yes, Mr. Shepherd, going to college and him arriving there and his what? What do you call it? The old bitch. The old bitch. Oh, dude, his car. His car. Yes, the old. Yeah, because it was already old by the time he had it. Yes. Uh, Car with a green hood. Yeah, Yeah. I mean, who hasn't had a car like that in the beginning (laughs) um, of their driving experience? (laughs) I mean, it was awesome. But he gets there. He gets to college. And people are telling them hello and hey, what's up? And how's it been? And high-fiving them. He even like got girls kissing him and shit. And 
Like what? <laughs> and he's like, what is going on? Is like, this college the best first day like, ever. Right? And then he got used to being like a popular guy. Yes, he exactly. He says like, there. You know? Right. He says I wasn't. I wasn't a popular guy at yeah. school. Like I wasn't, you know, very well known and shit. And he's kind of like, oh, everyone's this being really friendly. Yeah, that's what he thought. This is what it's like being in college, I guess, right? Yeah, it's it weird after a certain point, though, right? Because then it's like, it's a little too friendly, right? It's a little too friendly. Yeah. And then people start calling him David. No, Eddie. Eddie. Oh, yeah, Eddie. yeah, Eddie. <laughs> they start calling him Eddie. And he's like, who the fuck is, like, he's like, I'm not Eddie. He's like, I'm not Eddie. Like, I, I, he's like, what? And so he gets to his dorm. He gets in there. He's trying to put his stuff away. This guy comes in. He knocks on his door, comes on in, and he looks at him. He's like, the fuck, you know, like staring at him going, like, whoa, dude. And he's like, and he knew that uh-huh. his friend, that his friend Eddie wasn't coming back to that college. Yes. Yeah, that's correct. And so he was like, yo, and he knew right away that it wasn't him, but he looked exactly like him. Mannerisms. Mannerisms, hands, smile. He's, his smile, best, yeah, he's Eddie's best friend. Right, right. and he's, he's Eddie's best friend. friend. That's so fucking crazy. <laughs> it's like your best friend left, he's not coming back, and then you see a guy who claims it's not Eddie, and your best friend's like, he's probably like, holy shit, what shit? Like, I gotta stop smoking this shit. <laughs> Right? <laughs> and he's like, yo, are you, he tells him, he's like, yo, are you adopted? Oh, oh shit, yeah. And Bobby's like, uh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> he was like, but were you born July 12th, was it? 1961? Yeah, and he's like, yeah, yes. <laughs> he's like, okay. You're not going to believe this. And so he starts telling them the story. They get to the phone, the old phone booth, right? Back in the day, the phone booth. Some of y'all kids may not yeah, know that. Yeah. And then they call they call uh, Eddie, and yeah. he's telling them the story. He passes them the on. the same questions, pretty much. Right, yeah. And he's like, we got to get there. We got to drive up to, to see well, Eddie. Well, ask him over the phone, like, oh, um, who was the, what was the adoption center, right? It was Lucas. The adoption agency. The, yeah. Yes. And then, of course, they mom, share. Mom. Like, who, who adopted me or who passed me on? Right, you know, this agency. And so they were like, holy shit, I came from that place too. And so all these coincidences are happening like in a very short time frame. They're like, we got to go see Eddie. And so they drive fucking, what was it, like? Two hours. Two hours. Two yeah. hours. Great next speed. Well, yes. They get, they get pulled, over. pulled over. <laughs> you know, they tell the story. Nobody believes them. They, got, they finally get there and it's magic, right? They're like, oh shit, you know? The, looking like in the mirror type shit and amazing absolutely amazing story this story gets publicized mm-hmm. right yeah. next to you know every fucking media out there is in the, in the newspaper business in the print business picks up the story and it goes viral in a way mm-hmm. that back then viral right that was yeah. Viral. yeah that was viral back then you see your face in the newspaper that was viral in the 80s Yes, you made it. You made it. That was viral. That was it. It was. I mean, that's the way it was. <laughs> and and this amazing story gets picked up and it gets publicized and everybody's talking feel about good it. Story for a bit. Yeah. <laughs> but it only gets better from there, right? The next thing you know, somebody else, right, a sibling of one of the one uh, of the third, sees this newspaper, but there's no picture. She read. She reads the story. Thought it was interesting. Goes home. Gets into bed. Whatever. Mom comes in. Hey, look, uh, I got something to show you. Uh-huh. Brings her down, puts this paper 
on. And she's looking at it going, um, she's like, is this, is it, David? is it David? And it looks like David. Is it David? And then next thing you know, they're telling their sibling, David, right? Their adopted sister's telling David, hey, look, look at this paper. And he was like, holy shit. It's like looking in the mirror. There's like two, of two. There's two more of me out there. And yes. And they noticed the hands too. They, they noticed the hands too. The Everybody kind of like noticed the hands. It's big one of- hands that they've all had, like mannerisms and everything. Yes. And it, what's fascinating is all the friends of, of these brothers notice the mannerisms that show and that they're, they're projected through the pictures themselves. Because, yeah. like I, like Pandora was saying, they notice the hands, right? Mm-hmm. It's holy shit. These these other two must be the brothers. And so then, you yeah. know, you have David contacting them. I think it was he calls Eddie's mother. I think, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. And yeah. he's like, so my name is David, and he's like, I saw the story about your son and his twin brother, and he's like. Uh, I think I'm the third. I think I'm the third. And she like drops the phone. The f- best friend is also there of uh, of David, right? Mm-hmm. And here's the mom say, oh my God, they're coming out of the woodwork. I think that's one of the <laughs> best lines right there. Like, they keep coming they out. They keep coming out. And so, <laughs> and so like that was, that was pretty awesome. And then from there, they just become a media sensation. I mean, everybody is talking about them. They start doing shows. Yeah, uh, they're on everyone's show, really. And so, like, fell in line. They like older women. They like the same cigarettes, right? <laughs> yes, everything is like the same. same. They laugh. Yeah, and when they all, they got together, it was like they knew each other before. Like they knew each other, and it was yeah. uh, like they have almost like if they had never been split, you know. But unfortunately, they, they were. They were separate. Right? Like they ended up like rolling around the ground, like kind of like. Housing, right? Love housing, like yeah. Like if they were brothers, yeah. Like yeah. I mean, they were brothers, they but are. like they were continuously, even prior brothers. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And so it was very fascinating. They again, like they had a lot of similarity. Yeah. Did um, you hear that one story where I think I don't know which brother was? I think Eddie. When Eddie was, they have a high, um, a very high IQ. All of them had like one forty eight, right? They're, they're all right. smart. Mm-hmm. And I think. Eddie or forgot they started speaking at a very young age and Eddie was telling his mom like hey I have a brother I have a brother he was talking to his imaginary friend but I think subconsciously he was trying to say that there's somebody out there I got other I know there's more of me. and they didn't yes. believe him until you know when they were 19 then they were 19 yeah that's so crazy really? of course they grow up and they forget you know like yeah that kind of gets blocked out yeah, and uh, it, like I mean, one could say it's traumatic experience, but you know they they again, you know, they become very well known, very famous. They even showed up in one of was it Madonna's video? Oh yeah, they were in a movie. They were in a movie, right? Yeah, yeah. They're yeah. all standing around, like they like check out Madonna. check out Madonna. She, she passes by. So again, famous. They were hitting the nightclubs, you know, doing this and that. Why and it up, man. I mean, they were living it out, and and uh, they spent a lot of their time. Yeah, at, was it at Eddie's house, right? And so not Eddie's. It was was it, was David's? it David's? Yeah, it was David's. And so you know, they. I think it's it's David's dad who they really like being around with. 
And so he accepted them both. Like he said, uh, and it's quoted in the movie that he had gained two other sons. Mm -hmm. And so, and they, you know, again, they loved being around him, being there with him. They understood, he understood them. And mm -hmm. so he just brought that comfort that they obviously liked. You know, as these guys get older, you know, they're still doing their thing. You know, they're still hanging out with each other. They ended up getting married, all three of them. And yeah. at that, at some point, they started a business called Triplets, right? Yeah. It's a restaurant. A restaurant, exactly. And so they, you know, they go into that. And while all this is going on, prior to that, the parents had actually wondered why they weren't told that there was siblings like they were mad they, they wanted answers they were they, yeah i mean they wanted answers so they go to the agency all, th all three of the families and to question hey you know why the hell we weren't told and uh, they get they get a very simple and general i think answer which is no parent would want to adopt you know the triplets that, that's, that's hard to place three kids. Yes. Yeah, that, that was supposedly their, not supposedly, but that's what their conclusion was. Right. Fucking horseshit. Yeah, and I didn't believe it, but it's, what's, what's interesting is that he, uh, one of the parents forgets their umbrella, you know, one of the dads, and he goes back to get the umbrella and sees that they're opening champagne bottle. Oh, yeah. Dude. Like if they were celebrating something. They, like got they had dodged the bullet. Yes. I, I think that they felt like they got the, the weight of the situation off their shoulders because they disclosed some information that wasn't uh, disclosed initially, right? I think right. That's what it was, you know. And so they were like, we got away with it. Yeah. And like so they, they bought it. Woohoo. You know what I mean? Like yeah. We... We're scot-free kind of a thing. Yeah. 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 And so what ends up happening is that, um, you know, he obviously, the, they all thought it was suspicious. They didn't believe it. They didn't take, you could tell that they didn't, they didn't trust that answer. And they didn't believe the answer that they, that they were giving. Like it's an explanation, but it's like, come on, really? Like, it's not, yeah, it's not, it's not an honest answer. During all of this, something happens to one of the siblings, Right. Um, wow. I, be I believe it is Eddie starts having issues. Mental issues, right? Mm -hmm. Like he wasn't ready to face the reality of his upbringing, right? Because he didn't know that he had brothers in the first place. And then now it's like the gravity of the situation. I mean, like, imagine if we were in there, mm -hmm. you know, your whole life was this. Now it's completely different. Right. You know, that's kind of like what happens. Like, how do you cope with that that change all of a sudden yeah well i think he is also affected because it's the three brothers they have that restaurant together mm -hmm. and uh is it bobby right he's the one who he gets like tired of it and he leaves bobby ends up leaving yeah so right. i think eddie takes it kind of hard Personal. right yeah. like he's kind of like lost yeah so then he starts acting kind of like a bit right. wild and like he's calling Friends he hasn't spoken to in 10 years, up to in the morning. Mm -hmm. and everybody's like, what? Like, <laughs> I haven't heard from you in 10 years. Like, why are you calling me right now? Yeah. He starts it's acting weird thing. erratic. Right. Yeah. And then he's like, you know, real high and then real low. 
and they ended up saying that he was manic depressive. Or like manic depressive, rage, yes. What they call it at the time. Mm-hmm. And then it's almost like, I don't know, like, does it just come out of nowhere or? Or is it something? Because the wife even is like, I didn't realize he had anything like right. that. Right, because it's something that, and, and it's, not, it's something that obviously wasn't present before. This is something that came about uh, from one traumatic and stress. They both intertwine, tend to bring out something like that, or some kind of dra- uh, dramatic stress or uh, uh, yeah. something traumatic. It's and triggered. so, yes, yeah, definitely- exactly. Yes, definitely triggered. And what ends up happening is that he gets institutionalized for a bit. What we then f- come to find out that David is the one, is it, right? David is the one. Who's still at the restaurant. Right. And he's expecting Eddie to come work with him. Right. Much, like, hold it down with him. Yeah. And, but I believe it, one of them, as I remember it was Bobby or David had already been institutionalized. Yeah. They mentioned that like as teens, they all kind of had like a bit of issues. One of them spent their 16th birthday and like a mental institution they don't mm-hmm. actually say like why right but i think usually that happens at that young it's either probably because they try to kill themselves right, right? yeah it's usually so. how that that would happen but they don't elaborate so right yeah but they also um knew that their biological mom mm-hmm. had a problem with alcohol right because they do track her down and they meet her right little disorders like they passed it on they, she did Mm-hmm. She couldn't handle the kids when she had them, right? So, I mean, then all of this is happening. They're probably not meant for all of this. Like, you found out something that should be appreciated, but then it's also fucking with you. Exactly. And, and I think it's uh, it's one of those things where, I mean, the, the triplets tracked her down. They found out who she was. They found that she had a drinking, uh, a drinking issue. With that, I mean, it, it goes into what we eventually find out they were separated on purpose yes they were separated on purpose by the agency in cahoots with a research group who were trying to figure out allegedly i'm going to say that and then i'm going to we'll transfer into our theories because i have fucking theories and they say oh this was a nature versus nurture type thing right what is it the setting is it the surroundings is it the dna is it what what is it right and you know one of the things that we find out is so the mom has this issue the mom had they knew about this the agency knew about this, that she had these issues. They would have all known what their issues were and they wouldn't disclose them, which would make it part of the experiment okay. is to know the parent in full whether or not you know they wanted to disclose this information to the public. They wanted to know the issues with the parents to see if those the very same issues would transfer to the children. And by separating twins, in this case triplets, they would then have a determining factor if these set of kids will inherit the issues of the parent. Because I mean, if you want an experiment in a way, 
if you want to experiment in the way and know everything and know the, what can be transferred to the child, you got to also know what are the bad qualities of the parent. And so I'm pretty sure a lot of these things were known to uh, the parent, I mean, the, the agency uh, as much as they could know, right? It's one of those things that it's, it makes things very difficult to know because all this all this stuff is, is sealed, right? Well, the doctor, there was a reporter who talked to the doctor saying he picked these families on purpose out of a lottery. So they knew up front that the, these parents had issues. But the other point was that the parents weren't being told that their children were going to be experimented on. That's mm -hmm. the problem. They were uh, blinded by what was going on. We're giving your children away. You're, everything's going to be good to go. But in the background, this fucking Nazi doctor experimenting on the kids. Right? <laughs> which, is, which is interesting when you say, you know, because even the trip, the trip, well, the two, right? Because unfortunately, Eddie commits suicide. So we have Eddie who was discharged from the institution and he gets basically, instead of resting and concentrating and focusing on himself, he ends up going back to work. Now, I don't know if there was a time he did kind of rest. We don't know that but he went back to work. David was at the restaurant and he was there with, with Eddie. And then he, Eddie was gone, suddenly, Eddie was gone. And so he calls his wife to see, hey, can you see if Eddie is there? They live across the street from each other. Right? right, they live across the street from each other. And so she goes and checks and comes back and she is trembling, right? There's a tremble in her voice. Yeah. And she tells him, you better get here. You, know, you need to come down here. And he gets there and he really had a feeling. He had a feeling of, he knew what had happened. And he gets there and they don't let him in, you know, obviously. There's cops everywhere. Cops everywhere. He parks in the middle of the street and he ends up calling his brother, uh, Bobby. And before he can say anything, Bobby knew, you know? Bobby knew what had happened. Mm -hmm. And so it's kind of like that thing, like uh, Pandora was telling me, it's like, it's kind of like how, you know, when you're a parent and you have, you know, you have a feeling that something's up with your kid. Intuition, man. And yeah, it's like this- uh, That connection people have, like uh, when you feel like something happened to your like relative, or right. like someone's in danger, like you just kind of like get that feeling. You get that feeling. Exactly, exactly. And so, you know, and, and since you being a twin, I mean, do you do you get a feeling like that, you know? All the goddamn time. Yeah. I get, to be honest, man, uh, my brother, he was away for about a week. I'm not gonna lie. Um, I got separation anxiety, big time. Yeah? I'm like, oh. this guy? Where, <laughs> I'm used to hearing, because uh, we live together, right? Right. So he's my roommate, so I know the noises he makes, right? Like when he does the laundry, he has a certain routine. He's got a yeah. certain routine of, of going down the stairs, this and that. I, I didn't hear it. Like, I'm so used to hearing that for so many years. Mm -hmm. As soon as I stopped hearing it, like, I just got like, I get kind of some anxiety because he's not here. So I don't know what he's, you know, he's driving, he's visiting his girlfriend. It kind of messes with me. Like, yeah, I can't help it. Like, even yeah. like, I want to be a strong man. I want to be nice, you know. <laughs> tough and bold sometimes it's just like i can't help it 
just yeah. because that's kind of like how close I am with him. Uh-huh. And even if I don't, even if there's really, I can't assume that nothing's going on, but sometimes I'll call him, hey man, is everything good? Because he's, he's gone for an hour. <laughs> you know, and he has been an hour. Work. For like no reason at all. Yeah. And I call him like, hey man, I'm at the Best Buy. What's going on? I'm like, oh, thank the Lord. I'm like, because <laughs> he's not in jail or, you know, he's at the Best Buy trying to buy a game or something. I'm like, oh, yeah. Okay. Good, 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 good. You know, <laughs> a little bit. So it's just kind of weird, man. Yeah. And my dad's a twin too. Oh, shit. Oh, wow. <laughs> my dad's a twin and my cousin just had twin boys two years ago. Mm. Literally all over my family, man. Yeah. Um, and my dad had twin sisters. Oh wow! It's we're literally that's crazy. They're supposed to skip a generation. Yeah, sometimes they skip there. a generation. Well, I have my brother. My I won't say his name, but he's four or five years older. He has three kids: two girls and a boy. None of them are twins. So I'm wondering, well, it's probably gonna come back and bite us in the butt with the twins. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> my parents—they were trying to have a girl. They had my oldest brother, but instead they had the twins. So it was <laughs> not a girl, just two boys. <laughs> so my 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 mom's like, fuck man, I wanted that daughter, but now that she's got two uh granddaughters. So yeah. you know, it kind of worked out. Yeah, and, yeah. <laughs> that's what it is. I, I'm literally littered with family members who are twins. And it's just like that's that's us, man. You know. I, I wonder if Eddie uh-huh. was feeling that anxiety when Bobby left. Yeah. Well, I think that the kids as because they were separated at six months old. Right. I mean, not to mention they were like, you know, in the womb or whatever. Like, mm-hmm. We can assume nine months prior. Right. They had anxiety. They did. Oh, that's that's right. As babies, they used yeah. to throw themselves and hit their head. Yeah. Which, it, it comes from anxiety. You know, it okay. comes from anxiety and stress. So the, them as kids were suffering through this. And what's interesting is that as the boys are talking about this, they recall two people visiting them as they were growing up, testing them. Now the parents were told that this was part of the adoption agency, keeping track on them, keeping tabs on on the on the kids that would be adopted adopted in a certain period or born in a certain period. Right, exactly. And so that's that's what they were they were told and they believed it because this is the agency I, they had no idea who would think that oh there's actually like two more kids right. just like they one. I mean they didn't know they had no idea that this was happening. Yeah. Now what ends up happening is there is as all this is happening, you know, there's come to there's a reporter by the name of Lawrence Wright. Mm-hmm. And he was doing like his own like investigation and tracking down and finding out about what would, what had happened with this agency. And he ends up finding out some information about it. At this particular time, there is another set of twins, two two girls, come out and said, hey, you know, we were these uh, twins that were separated and we met and they had the same situation where they had a lot of similarities and they came from the same agency, uh, which is, again, very odd that now you have another set of twins. Now, as this is going on, the, the reporter, Lawrence Wright, was looking and investigating into this agency 
Louise Wise agency. And so what ends up happening is he finds out that they had pretty much several sets of twins where they had separated on purpose and were keeping track of all of them and conducting some kind of research. And that research was headed out by... Um, Yale, right? Peter... No, 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 uh, not Yale. That's where they keep the records. No, it it was Peter Numbar. And he was uh, Numbar, and he was the one spearheading this research, right? He was the one looking into all this information and, and conducting this experiment. Now, you know, they were keeping tracks of several. Now, initially they had said, well, you know, it's like, you know, six or seven sets of twins or something like that, which we kind of- We don't really know though. We really don't know because- this information was never came out. It was never publicized. Even even after it was, um, in, even after it was finalized, nothing was ever published. It says it's locked until twenty sixty six. Twenty sixty six. And no one even knows who has access to and, stuff or who do you ask. Right, <laughs> because apparently this is locked in Yale, and you need the permission of. The, what was it? The Jewish and Children's something organization. Adoption organization the, board. You have to go through the board. Yeah, yeah you have to go through the board in. to find the information about. Jewish Board of Family and Children's Services. Right. And, and what you had, and so what I found, and initially I had said that what you had said was interesting about, mm-hmm. hey, this is very Nazi-like experiment. Mm-hmm. The twins themselves said that, that it was like a weird Nazi type experiment. And what's bizarre, right? Because this is coming from a Jewish adoption agency. And what's more bizarre is you have Peter Neubauer, who is this Austrian guy who is also a, uh, he's who's also Jewish and who escaped uh, and, and came from that era where he escaped the Nazis. And so, you know, you have this thing of like, holy shit, man, like, why? Like, even the, even the twins are like, why would you do this? You know, why would you conduct an experiment that is unethical in so many ways against children? Like, why would you do that? And, you know, um, because they talk about how it's very uh, Freud-like. And he knew Anna Freud, who obviously her parents um, being Sigmund Freud. And so that, I mean, you know, he was knew the family and if you know psychiatry that's like you know very huge name to be a part of um and to know and so that i think that was in itself pretty interesting as you find in the documentary but you start to think well what's what are they hiding what are they not telling the parents what are they not telling the people why are they not telling the public and who is backing it and who was backing it exactly because the journalist, uh, Mr. Wright, tries to figure that himself because he finds out that someone in Washington is funding this organization. Well, that's what he said in that interview question, right? Right. Uh, but he, 
It was very vague, actually. It's like a charitable organization out Chari- of Washington, yes. right? Something like that. Charitable organization from Washington. What was the name of them? Do you remember what it was? Oh, or- I think he even said it. No, he didn't even say it. He didn't know. Yeah, it's like not. so vague. It was so like- it was so vague. But here's the thing: as I'm watching this, I like the first thirty minutes. I turn to Pandora <laughs> and I go, "This is this is a government sanction." Yeah, research. This is yeah. obviously, this is something military. They kind of allude, not allude to that, but kind of like there's maybe some very powerful people, you know, pulling these strings and would like to keep this quiet. Right. That's exactly what they said. You have a Nazi doctor uh, starting, you know, what, when did they, um, so they were born in 1961. So all these people from Germany flooded over to America, right? Right. Mm-hmm. Right. So, I mean, they brought the same experimental shit that they were doing over there. Right. Yeah, we took in a lot of Nazi scientists. We did. Because they're scientists and we wanted to know what they knew. Huh? What you say? So NASA, they were run by the oh, Nazis. Yes, mm-hmm. Van Braun. I mean, yeah. So we I mean, know probably infiltrated the government too. We did. Uh, the U.S. did a lot of trade of information and sanctions where, hey, we let you come in and we'll give you sanction for the information that of whatever you were conducting experiment over there like with a, them a write-off Tell right them what you know, and we'll, you're good to go right exactly and so we the u.s made a trade in that way where we did an exchange of information and back then i mean well shit i mean we don't even know if now they still do it i mean i wouldn't be surprised if, if it was still being done who knows uh, what's going on right now i mean Exactly. Just because it was done in the 50s doesn't mean it hasn't stopped. I think it's done more covertly. Like, it's not even, nobody even knows what the fuck is going on. It's it's probably, I mean, we've talked about, uh, what was it, uh, Black Projects? Yes. You know, the Black Budget Projects. Um, And this, this could be one of those. You know, this could be one of those things where, Money gets funded through these organizations, through another organization, through another organization to finally be able to be a charitable donation for some bullshit, bullshit, whatever, whatever. And so, you know, it's one of those things that I'm pretty sure that's what happened, you know? These are Nazi tactics, man, people. What happened in, um, um, in, in, during the, the World War II in Germany, right? They were trying to get rid of the Jews and try to build this master race. Well, maybe this was one of those experiments to see how we can strengthen these people, right? Is it your the way you grew up? Is it in your genes? They're trying to figure everything out. They're right. very curious, but very diabolical, right? Yes, because here's here's the one thing that I found out. I mean, during the documentary is one, they were also checking out on the parents. Obviously, the parents themselves were a study. Um, the family the uh the parents obviously the uh the uh the actual father and mother of the adopted kids um they obviously kept track of their history because um like i said before there was another set of twins on and these girls and one of the girls found out that the mom had been um she had schizophrenia. She had schizophrenia. She was in and out of like mental health institutions. Right. 
And like, that was one of the things they found, right? was like, they had a lot of things in common, but mm-hmm. they also had somehow both suffered from uh, depression. Right. Which was like kind of crazy because mm-hmm. they didn't meet until they were adults, but it was yeah. like the same history. Yeah. And you, you also kind of look at it going, um, these, these, uh, these kids come from parents from a various set of one background. Uh, it, it goes from educational background, background and uh, issues that they may have had, like addiction, alcoholism, whatever, whatever. Uh, IQ levels was another big thing. And so you have these people, the parents, and then you have the children, the offspring, where they keep track of to see if any of the traits from the actual parent would transfer to those kids. And if the bad or the good would also transfer over. And in a way, you could see in a multitude of, of things where does this type of parenting erase or eradicate the area of the parent where the parent was maybe an addict or if the parent was maybe a schizophrenic? Would a certain type of parenting, would that type of parenting erase that? Uh, socioeconomic statuses, right? They, they set up mm-hmm. these people rich parents or yes, uh, like different types of income. It was like blue-collar, middle-class, and then that's Right. And would that even change? Now, here's the thing that that when, when, when I found out that Yale had the archives and they wouldn't be put out to 2066, the reason I believe that it wouldn't be out to 2066 is because the project is still going. They're still keeping tabs on these people. They're finding out how... The end result of all that would be because an experiment wouldn't be complete until that kid is no longer alive. Correct. How did that kid get from here to here? What are the steps if the kid is born this from this type well, of family? It'll be pretty much their lifespan. If they're born in 1961 and it's going to go on until 2066. I mean, it that's over 100 years. So exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. Nobody's going to be requesting documentation at that point because everybody's dead. The somebody is going to be able to see that final report. And I guarantee you that that final report started when the day they were born and ends on the day they die. And I'm pretty sure that all that information will be there because one of the things that they found out, and you see this at the end of the documentary, is when one of the twins, I believe it's David, who finds that at Yale, they kept all these files. There was like how many boxes? 60 something boxes of um, files. 60 something boxes. And like comparing like their similarities and their differences. Right. And that is a lot of information that they're keeping track of. And that's the only information that's gonna be released. Who knows if there's even information that will be redacted and information that would be government sealed where only government level people can see it. 
I mean, it's going to be one of those things where I think it's at the end of the day, you know, nobody's going to be able to find the information because 2066. And by then, I guarantee you, people would have forgotten by then. That's what I'm saying. It's a hundred year study by they'll be over a hundred years old and yep. you're not going to be requesting for documentation. It's a, like, it's a hundred year study, like through two or three generations of, of blood. Mm-hmm. Right? You're going to wait that long to figure out like what happened with, you know, our I, I only hope that, that their children is able to keep up with that and request those documents. Yeah, that'd be the only way. That would be the only way is if an, a child of one of them is able to get that information. Fuck me, man. But I mean, I think too little, too late for, for now, right? Yeah. For and, them, yeah. Yeah. Oh, and that's one, again, that's one of the things they said. I mean, it is atrocious. You like know? if anybody has the right to know, it would be them who were the subjects of this mm-hmm. experiment and like they can't even find out. And who knows what other type of experiments they've done with children, not just twins. I mean, I think this could go beyond the spectrum of those kids Um, uh, and definitely more than just six, seven set of twins. I'm pretty sure there's more than 60 set of twins that yeah. they probably experimented in some way. Well, we're saying a hundred year study, but we don't really know. It could be more than that. Yeah. And there were some lingering questions is, um, would you want, if you're a twin, want to know that you have a twin because of what happened to uh, the triplets, right? Like what, what's the, um, is there, is it ethical at that point to tell them that you have another sibling? Like, would it really fuck with you? Is it worth it telling you? Right, those are some of the outstanding questions, right? Like, mm-hmm. and some of them will be like in the dark forever. They may have twins out there that they may not never know. Yeah, I bet you there's a bunch that don't know. Yeah, that's and amazing. oh yeah, and that's kind of one of my thoughts at the end was how many twins out there are out there not knowing they have a twin. You know what's funny is that we all be talk about like double gangers, right? Mm-hmm. This whole idea, and here we have this fucking experiment where. Yeah, where these and, and wouldn't it be crazy, right? That you, you know, your your father is part of this twin thing, and you find out, you know, later on, this, you know, you meet somebody out in the street, and he looks exactly like your dad. You know what I mean? Like, and, and you wouldn't even know because you you don't know because again, you're placed in the start. Yeah. Like, oh, so you look like dad. Oh, you shit. Otherwise, you'd be like, damn, this is a crazy day. Yeah, exactly. You would just brush it off like you wouldn't even know. I don't think they ever intended for them, obviously, to you know know about it. But it is kind of crazy that you know. Yes, they all got adopted out in the same region. They were like within a what, like a hundred mile radius. Oh yeah. So yeah. it's like, what are the odds that they find each other? But at the same time, there's kind of some odds, right? Because they're not right. that far. Yes, because in a way, if you get a kid going off to college. I mean. That's how this whole mm-hmm. thing happened. And, and it's in a way, it kind of gets, uh, I mean, that's the way they play it, right? I but mean, it's like they, they probably kept them kind of close too because you can travel from one home to the, the next and go, okay, right. kid A versus kid B and then kid C makes you wonder, like, in that same radius, is there more of them? Is there more? You know, are they all yes. in that area? Yeah, exactly. Because it, it's easier to just drive, like you said, it's easier yeah, to drive like, from one place to another. the West Coast versus the East Coast, what? Kind of complicated yeah 
That's that's a very good point. Yeah, exactly. I'd be looking all over that area like, hey, does anybody look like me? <laughs> Going around the neighborhood. Because you, yeah, exactly. Because you never like, know. If you're adopted, I'd be like keeping an eye out. <laughs> yeah. Like, oh yeah, especially if you're adopted. Oh yeah, that's that's for sure. Like you would want to know. And I think came a, from that organ or from that uh, organ agency. Yeah. For sure. Um. Yeah, especially from that agency. Uh. Yeah. I don't know, man. I mean, there is, man. I think. Well, my, my theory is what we know. I think already is all that Nazi experimentation that was happening in the 30s and 40s came along right after the war and uh, the US government was interested in what the Nazis were, what they knew. Cause they were experimenting with like portals, you know, you know the, the, the Nazi bell, the, yes. the Nazis were doing crazy shit, not just yeah. physically, but mentally, psychologically, they were doing everything, dude. And so the government wanted to leverage that knowledge. Right. Oh yeah. So I think they let it happen because now it, it makes them a little bit more insightful about the human being itself. Yeah. So that's that's and then they they're covert about it where like they have charities sponsoring this shit, right? So I think it is government activity. I don't think it's just some random doctor. I think the the doctor was contracted, knowing what he knew, mm -hmm. and they chose him to run the experiment. It's going to be over a hundred years, and we're going to write a report on it. So I, yeah. I think it's still continuing until, when is it, 2064, when they're going to probably be dead by then. Yeah. But who knows what they're going to do with it? That's my question is, okay, so what? You did the experiment. Like, is that going to mean anything at the end? Like, it, you know? To somebody it will. Like, oh, that was cool. Now what? Like, no, I think there was, like, an ulterior motive, right? Obviously, like... There's definitely an ulterior motive. I mean, the... To some extent, I think maybe they gave you tidbits of what it was about, right? Like, sure, the whole nature versus nurture, like that could come into play, right? Because right. Different household, different um, social economic status, right? Mm -hmm. But then it's like, okay, let's say they did turn out different. What would that tell them? Can we mold people to be a certain way? Right. Can we, you know, take somebody people. with a certain characteristic and make them turn out this way? Like, can we create the right kind of person? I mean, you can kind of see where it's just the spiral. It, I else. mean, yeah, because you could apply that very same theory to very, very different people because you could then say, can this person be molded into a soldier? Can this person be molded into, you know, a fallout guy? You yeah, know, are they going to be like, you know, a junkie? Or are they going to end up being like, ruthless and aggressive and can we use that yes you know what can, i mean exactly is this the type of person that can be eradicated in the way of its parental thoughts and molded into uh, a good soldier you know what i mean and you tend to think like hey can we train people in a certain way that come from a certain background or what can we do? Or can we utilize? Can we trust these individuals? I think, uh, and, and for a lot of that, you will start to think that kids who go into adoption agencies would then these agencies target specific parents or specific types of parents. So these kids can later be something specifically uh, set in a specific path to yeah. be something very specific mm -hmm. for the government 
you're it ends up being you're not just a, you're not in a certain place just by coincidence you're there because you were placed with a purpose like the majorian candidate bro they're brainwashed they're yes exactly yes exactly and it's like the well you, in this case you have triplets like that's the control group the variables are everything else right right like, the families are placed into and like how much money they had and mm -hmm. where they grew up so but they can kind of see like they're starting off with the same not same person but like as close as possible as you right to the same person yeah and i would say that hey it's okay for these type of kids we need these type of parents with this type of income and yeah. that's it's a trap for there. something exactly that's what i think right. that's pretty good <laughs> we did a good job yeah <laughs> Uh yeah, man, it's it, it's it's a doozy, man. I feel really bad for for the for for the triplets, honestly, and it sucks what the tragedy they they came through, and because they were robbed of a childhood of having siblings, um, that's completely unfair, and it I think it 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 violates their 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 well being and their way of life and and their again their childhood, so. Yeah. definitely not ethical yeah definitely well guys i hope you enjoyed this episode again share and like rate us on itunes and tell your friends and we'll catch you on the next episode laters